The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now to last night, it happened at the um, Republican Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. Seven candidates showed up for the debate. Uh, one of them was not Donald Trump. And the headline on CNN uh, suggests that the winner of the debate was the absent aforementioned Donald Trump. Larry Donnelly, political columnist with the Journal.ie and Law Lecturer in the University of Galway, joins me now. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Did you watch it? I did. I have a bad case of jet lag because I was uh, in Boston last weekend. So I had the the fortune or misfortune of being up in the middle of the night and I watched a good bit of it. Uh, And I have to say, last night's debate changed my mind. Uh, I had thought initially that perhaps Donald Trump was making a mistake uh, by skipping the debates. But having seen what transpired last night, I think he made absolutely the right call. Uh, Last night was totally unedifying, people talking over each other. Uh, It really didn't move the dial for any any of them, and I think it revealed the level of desperation on on part of some of the candidates. Uh, They're so far behind in the polls, they were trying anything to to make a difference, uh, and I don't think any of them got there, to be frank. Yeah, now some of the uh, the cracks um, from, uh, for example, Nikki Haley, she said, uh, about Vivek Ramaswamy, honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. They seem to be a bit annoyed with him. Uh, Ron DeSantis said Donald Trump was missing in action. Chris Christie called uh, Donald Trump Donald Duck, who hides behind his golf clubs. Uh, that maybe tells us something about the tenor of the debate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought at points it was downright childish. And the other thing that was quite uh, annoying, and I think other other viewers would have felt the same way, was uh, the, the moderators were putting questions to the candidates. The candidates almost invariably did not deal with the question that the moderator put them put to them. Instead, pivoted towards other issues or attacked the other candidates. Uh, I think one thing was telling last night, I think perhaps the Vivek boom, I mean, he had been surging in the polls, uh, might be slowing. Uh, I think some of the attacks on him uh, really resonated. I think in particular, if if I had to pick a winner uh, last night, it was Nikki Haley. I thought she, uh, above all, probably shone uh, out of the crowd. Uh, But I think some of Ramaswamy's uh, statements and everything else uh, really showed his inexperience. I think the other candidates uh, pointed that out. And Christie certainly, uh, I don't think it'll make a damn bit of difference to his chances, but his Donald Duck line was certainly the line of the evening. Now, uh, let's talk about the prospective shutdown of the U.S. uh, government. Not Everything shuts down, but a lot of things do if this happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of federal workers would be furloughed without pay. Uh, there would be negative financial consequences for the economy uh, writ large. Uh, and Kevin McCarthy, who a lot of people on both the left and the right don't have any use for, uh, you know, I find myself in the position of having a great deal of sympathy for him right now uh, because he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Uh, in, in order to avoid the government shutdown, uh, he'd probably have to do a deal with Democrats, which uh, those on the hard right flank of his party uh, – have already indicated would immediately uh, institute an, an attempt to oust him uh, as speaker. So he's in a very, very difficult position, and it shows uh, a gulf between Mitch McConnell, who, you know, the Senate has passed a deal to keep things going, uh, but McCarthy seems to have no way out. Yeah. So is that uh, Mitch McConnell putting pressure on McCarthy? 
Yeah, I, th- I, I think in one sense, and I think McConnell also trying to advance uh, his own interests after enduring some bad publicity due to his uh, concerns about his competence and his health, uh, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, there's plenty of pressure on McCarthy already because uh, of what he's feeling from both sides. Uh, I think McCarthy knows that if he doesn't get something done, if the government does shut down, uh, he's handing Democrats uh, a gift in the sense that they could point to this and say, look, Republicans can't do business and perhaps uh, give Democrats a chance uh, of retaking the House. But again, his hard right flank doesn't really care about that because they're in such safe seats they can do what they like. Meantime, on the Democratic uh, Party side, we've got concerns over Joe Biden's age. Yeah, absolutely. And those, I think, were reignited by a a poll taken recently, a Washington Post poll, it should say, which many have condemned as an outlier. And I think that's probably true. But that poll showed uh, Joe Biden 10 points down uh, against Donald Trump in a one-to-one matchup and lots of speculation uh, that there's a real problem here, that this is down to uh, concerns about his health. Indeed, if you look at the numbers, Pat, uh, I mean, it is overwhelming majorities of Americans. Americans, both Republicans and Democrats, have serious concerns uh, about Joe Biden's capacity to serve another four years in the White House. So again, behind closed doors, Democrats are really fretting about this. And while they'll dismiss that poll uh, as an outlier, it is cause for concern. And if you look even at the aggregated polling, uh, it shows Donald Trump with a one or two percentage point lead in the overall vote. And given the contours of the Electoral College system, uh, that would put Donald Trump in a very, very good place uh, in terms of his chances of being elected president again. Now, speaking of uh, Trump and that legal uh, judgment against him in New York, uh, uh, a civil case, not a criminal case, will that have any impact at all? At least in the short term, Pat, it won't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, you know, I think perhaps in the longer term for him and his family and their financial dealings in New York, uh, it may have a significant impact on him. But in terms of his, uh, you know, bid for election to the presidency or his bid for the Republican nomination, uh, I don't think it'll make any difference. But still, you know, look, there are lots of legal clouds swirling around, and we've spoken about before this four indictments at the criminal level. Uh, the, you know, the, they, the chickens could well come home to roost. But this one in the grand scheme of things, I don't think is going to make a great deal of difference. Now, some people speculating that uh, the law of contempt could be brought against Donald Trump for statements that he had been making on Truth Social and elsewhere uh, about uh, the cases that he's involved with. You'd imagine that the Justice Department would hesitate, even though if it were you or me, we'd be in the slammer already. But with the next president, you don't do that for fear of consequences. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is a, a reality. And this is, a, a, again, why I say, uh, you know, pundits who say that they know where this is headed are lying. Uh, we're seeing an unprecedented collision course between the legal processes and the political process. Uh, and how that's going to play out will be very interesting and very uncertain. So, of course, uh, the Justice Department is going to get cold feet because any decision to, or to move ahead or, or on that front uh, would prompt charges that this is politically motivated. Uh, 
in the context of a presidential election campaign. So, it, again, it's a very complicated situation. And in one sense, it does boil down to constitutional design uh, and what takes precedence. That is, the democratic process of electing a new president or the legal process uh, of holding somebody accountable uh, in a criminal court. And, and this is just something that American society, uh, thankfully, I should add, should add uh, is not familiar with. So, uh, again, how it plays out is going to be anybody's guess. And uh, finally, that uh, U.S. serviceman who went to North Korea, ran across the border, uh, two different takes on this U.S. negotiates return of servicemen, uh, the other North Korea expels American soldier. Um, where's the truth? It's impossible to know. This is a very curious case. Uh, At one level, the North Koreans are saying that Travis King, this individual, uh, was there because he he rejected the societal and racial inequities in the United States uh, and wanted to go somewhere different. At another level, uh, we know that Travis King was in trouble. He had been arrested uh, for some sort of melee in uh, South Korea, that he was going to face uh, a military tribunal, that he was in trouble already, uh, that he had gone to a demilitarized zone. Um, I think the poor guy is probably a little bit troubled. Uh, I think that's probably at the heart of this case. Uh, and all we can say is, uh, you know, given the, given the past, uh, thank God he was uh, allowed to get out of there uh, and return to the United States. And hopefully, uh, you know, whatever happens, hopefully he gets back on the right track with his life. Larry Donnelly, uh, law lecturer at the University of Galway, political columnist with the journal.ie. Uh, thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.